morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Logical Christian Podcast. I'm your Logical Christian, Dan Irwin. If you've joined me before, welcome back. If this is your first time here, welcome. At the Logical Christian Podcast, we look at what's going on in the world of current events, politics, science, and whatever the mainstream media feels is important to tell us, but rather than just accepting their spin and swallowing their narrative, we look at it logically, and we look at it as Christians. Links can be found in the show notes if you want to follow along. So with that, let's go be logical Christians. I don't want to be presumptuous, but I'm fairly confident in saying that this is very likely the best episode of the LCP to date, so it's a good thing you've tuned in. As the intro episode, this will be somewhat abbreviated, as I just want to give you my potential future listener base, a brief background of who I am, what this is, why this is, and what I want to accomplish. Let's start with the why first. So in a sea of approximately infinity podcasts, why in the world would I throw my proverbial hat in the ring? I, likely similar to many of you, listen to a number of podcasts. Political, current events, satirical, news, religious. And although I found a number of very good podcasts that have components of what I'm trying to do here, I have yet to find a podcast from a Christian standpoint that breaks down the illogicalities that are being deceptively, even possibly nefariously, pumped into the news today. This kind of reporting, intentional or not, is very dangerous to the unsuspecting victim that's just trying to keep up with the world that seems to have gone right past ludicrous speed, straight to plaid. If you know, you know. The use of deceptive language, carefully crafted headlines, circular reasoning, human psychology, specific keywords and phrases, as well as what appears to be a desire to check all of the logical fallacy boxes, almost drugs the everyday reader into believing that what they're being told is in fact true, factual, and trustworthy, even to the point where nothing more than a brief read of the headlines is all that's needed to know exactly what's going on. And yes, I'm as guilty as you are on this. The corporate media, and although I'm a staunch Christian conservative, I mean media on the left and the right, have honed their skills to the point that they know exactly what to say and how to say it to lull you into a sense of security that whatever your favorite media outlet says, it must be true. And yes, once again, I'm as guilty as you are. This is why I want to help. I want to help you. I want to help me. We need to slow down, do a little reading, look for problems, ask questions, and dig deeper into what we're being told. This takes work. This isn't easy. We've been in a process of programming for decades. Winding that back isn't like snapping your fingers. So that's the why. Let's move on to who. Who am I? Well, in the grand scheme of things, I'm quite literally nobody. And that's okay. Everybody who's anybody started off as nobody. Not saying I want to be part of the everybody that's somebody now. Just saying that it doesn't take someone with a laundry list of degrees, or a certain pedigree, or a last name to be useful. In short, as I said, I'm a Christian conservative. I'm a middle-aged single dad to a teenage red-headed daughter. Yes, prayers are greatly encouraged and graciously accepted. I think the most important aspects of me in relation to what we're doing here are how I can claim to be both logical and a Christian. Because without those, this entire logical Christian podcast thing wouldn't really hold much water. So let's start with the most important aspect, Christian. I've been a churchgoer my entire life, Baptist by flavor, although as of the past five years or so, I tend to lean heavily on the Reformed camp. Uh, I clearly remember being saved at the age of five under the dining room table after talking with my mom about some things. My mom and dad, my pastor, my Sunday school teachers, they all had a role to play in this, even at that young age. 
Of course, as many of us do, I've rededicated or reaffirmed my commitment to Christ with a more mature understanding of who Jesus was and is, what the Bible says, who I am, and what being a follower of Christ actually means. I'm not claiming to be perfect. I struggle with the same sins we all struggle with, but I know who has saved me. I know the cost of my salvation. I know that I'll never be plucked from his hand. I know where my hope resides, and I know my final destination. So what about the logical? Well, I'm a BS degreed mechanical engineer, exactly the same, it just so happens, as Bill Nye, so I guess I'm a science guy as well, uh, who has worked in the engineering field for over 20 years, most of which has been specifically as a reliability engineer. My professional world is built on logic, facts, data, analysis, and problem solving. In short, I guess I was never broken as a young child from asking why. I knew from as far back as I can remember that I wanted to be an engineer. I just didn't know what it was called back then. I just knew I liked taking things apart, putting them together, and figuring out how things work. That has blossomed into a solid career of solving problems, finding the root causes of issues, combing through data, looking for trends and patterns, and just in case you're operating heavy machinery, that's where I'll stop. What I'm trying to say, and don't take this as some sort of humble brag or anything, it's just a fact, is that my mind is built highly logical. Although this sounds good, and it is good, it does carry some cons with the pros. But bottom line, God designed me this way for a purpose. My last remaining grandparent, my maternal grandmother, passed away from cancer just over 35 years ago now. And at that point, I was still pretty young. But she made the comment that she felt I was going to do something special. Now, I don't believe she had a prophetic word or anything, but that statement has really haunted me for 35 years now. And although my life hasn't turned out the way I really imagined in all respects, I do consider raising a daughter, teaching in church, helping my parents, and being a great employee to be something special. But maybe there's something more I can do, or maybe there's something more I should do. And thus, the logical meets the Christian. Now let me comment on that synergy for just a second. From my observation, this is not a typical combination. Now clearly I'm not unique, but I'd be fine with saying that I'm maybe more rare. Uh, those that are in the sciences, that are built with a high degree of logic, generally lean away from a formal or recognized religion, because the concept of religion doesn't make a lot of logical sense. Things like a magical sky god or miracles can't be proven. You have no idea how many air quotes I'm using right now. Those with a scientific or analytical or logical mind, they tend to require evidence, experimental data, physical proof. So even when you find Christians in the sciences, many of them have chosen to compromise their faith and the biblical teachings to better fit what science, more air quotes, has told them to think. I won't claim to be fully out of that quicksand, but in a large part, I have been given the blessing of being able to be both scientific or logical and faithful, trusting in a God I can't see. From my perspective, science today isn't scientific. If it was, the evidence that's all around us would be analyzed from both a religious as well as a humanistic worldview. The data and evidence would be available for all to test. No evidence or hypothesis would be left off the table, and the results and the conclusions would speak for themselves. As it is today, the science is settled on so many aspects of life, history, etc., that there is no room for analysis. In fact, if you ever run across anyone that claims that the science is settled on anything, that's your first indication that they're not actually doing any science, 
as science, by definition, can never be settled. I wonder if anyone has ever told our perennial science guy this. So we've covered the why, the logical, and the Christian, and the logical Christian. So that leaves us with the two what's. What will we be doing here and what do I want to accomplish? Well, every morning for years I start off with the modern version of reading the paper. I have a small slate of internet news sites, left and right, that I pull up and glance through to see what they think is important for me to know that day. Out of the dozens of headlines, there are usually a half dozen or so articles that catch my attention that I deem worthy of my actually opening to see what they're talking about. Like most oldish people, yes, I do have a Facebook account, and I generally post a couple articles a day with my comments. I don't use my personal Facebook page for endless selfies or, or pictures of my food. I use it as my town center to post current events and my thoughts. I have a relatively small group of friends as I don't seek out friends and generally feel bad for those that innocently find me and request to be friends on Facebook. They just have no idea what they're getting into. I get very few comments or reactions online to what I post, but I do get personal interactions from people quite often who tell me that they love what I post, that they look for my posts, that they read every post. In fact, I had a good friend text me over the Christmas holidays asking if I was in Facebook jail because he hadn't seen me post anything. And no, I was just in Wisconsin for my annual trip back home. My eldest nephew, who incidentally is the creator of the intro music arrangement, recently mentioned that he wished I had more friends and followers because the commentary I make is thought-provoking and important, but it's reaching a relatively small audience. The thing with posting on Facebook is that I don't want to overwhelm those that read my posts, so I try to only post a couple articles a day. Unfortunately, by the end of the week, I'll have a dozen tabs open in my browser that I reluctantly close, deciding I won't post or comment, even though I certainly could, and I probably really should. And this is where the idea for a podcast was born. What better way to reach a broader audience in an easier, digestible format than a podcast? Now, my intention or goal for this Logical Christian Podcast is to bring you articles that are in the mainstream news, stories that are generally being released from multiple mainstream sources in the world of politics, current events, science, and any other news-worthy topic. I then want to walk through the illogical, inconsistent, contradictory, and nonsensical words that have been forced into sentences, twisted into paragraphs, and passed on to you, the consumer, as truth. My goal isn't to tell you what to think, rather it's to encourage you and assist you in how to think. I want to point out what to look for, questions you should ask, ways to spot red flags, logical fallacies, and statements that should just cause you to want to dig deeper. Not all articles or commentary will be overtly faith-based. Some will, just not all. My worldview is that there is only one truth. Your truth is only the truth if it's true. Facts are facts, and as the saying goes, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Furthermore, the author of true truth is God himself. As the creator of the physical world and the non-physical world, and all the laws that govern the entire scope of creation, including the laws of logic, I kind of feel like he has the final say as to what is true. Although we have many questions, he has revealed all we need in his written word, the Bible. I believe the Bible is not a science or math or history textbook, but I believe where the Bible speaks on any topic, including those, it's accurate, inerrant, and infallible. So my basis for analyzing anything in this podcast is that God's word is true. So no matter what the topic, and regardless of what the postmoderns feel, I know that there is a true truth and a logical approach to get there.
at least in my view, the world has become more complex in the last few years. The hard line that I used to believe existed between reality and conspiracy has smudged into a wider band of gray. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm not a flat earther, and I do believe that birds actually still exist and haven't been eliminated and replaced with flying cameras. But I believe that if there are theories that we may have considered maybe a little loony town before, if they seem plausible today, we should at least logically analyze what's being said. Now, as for the logistics of the podcast, my initial intention is to drop two 30-ish minute episodes per week, and we'll just kind of see where that takes us. I would imagine that that amount of time would allow me to cover three to six articles per episode. I don't intend to read every article, rather just to cover the pertinent sections and enough of the context to understand where the illogicality and chicanery is taking place. I will have links to the articles in the episode notes if you're interested in reading the entire story. Please keep in mind that, especially at first, this will be a growing and learning experience for all of us. This is, in fact, my first podcast rodeo. The formatting may shift, the number of episodes per week may change, the days or times the episodes drop may shift. I beg your patience as I zero in on exactly how this will work best. Now, if you've made it this far, I thank you for listening. I hope that you have some interest and curiosity into what we're going to cover here. Maybe enough of it has been piqued to get you to subscribe on whatever platform you're using, maybe even to mention it to someone else. As the news is never ending, look for the first episode to drop soon. I don't quite have all the pieces in place yet, but they're coming together quickly. If you have any questions, comments, any news you'd like me to consider covering, you can either leave a comment, or probably more effectively, at least for now, email me at lcpodcast@outlook.com. Again, I'll put pertinent links uh, in the episode notes. Now to wrap this up, I want to quote John 8, 31 to 32, which says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Knowing the truth, being able to discern the spin, half-truths, lies, and illogical reporting that you're being inundated with every day will set you free from those wishing to control the narrative, to direct your paths, and to coerce your thinking. More importantly, knowing the truth of the Bible, the truth of the gospel, will set you free from your sin, from the penalty of dying in those sins. If I had to choose one, I'd choose the latter. But why can't we do both? Well, that'll do it for now. I'll see you soon. Remember, as the creator and author of the Peter Principle, Lawrence J. Peter said, against logic, there is no armor like ignorance. Let's be Christians. Let's be logical. Let's be a guiding beacon in an ever-darkening world. So until next time, stay logical, and above all, stay faithful. God bless.